0: Good morning, and welcome to another episode of Thirds Thoughts. My name is Andrew Dixon, and the purpose of this podcast is to encourage you in your everyday walk with Christ, and if you're not a believer, to help you navigate life through the perspective of God's Word. This is episode 5 and today we're going to be talking about a topic that I believe people hear a lot about or people, no matter what side of the spectrum you're on, this is a curiosity I think among a lot of different people and that is people want to know where is God in certain situations. You hear it a lot. And you know you don't you never hear it when things are good or when a miracle takes place it seems like it seems like it's a lot easier to know and to recognize God when things are going great but in times of trial and in times of difficulty I believe this is when a lot of us and I put myself in there um, I, I definitely uh, off and on find myself there more more on than off you know when things are bad we start to you start to think like you know where is God in this situation like God do you see where I am and so before I get started let's let's do something a little different let's pray. Father, we thank you for this time and we thank you for this moment. In this moment of prayer, we acknowledge that you do exist. We acknowledge that you do hear. And so help us in this podcast, help us in this time with you. You said where two or more are gathered in your name, you will be there in the midst. So as I speak and as people listen, and even as they pray with me right now, I believe that you are going to come in and you're going to answer not only our questions, but you're going to come in and comfort our hearts. And in a time like this, where there's so much pain and so much turmoil in the world, we need you now more than ever before. We need your comfort. We need your peace. And we need to know that you're there. We know that you're there because when things are going good, we we can acknowledge you fast. But when things are tough and we don't see a lot of the movement or at least as fast a movement as we would like to see, sometimes those, those questions, those doubts start to creep in. God, eliminate these doubts. Help us to see you in every circumstance. We love you, but we know that you love us way more, and you loved us first. Have mercy on us and forgive us our sins. I pray in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Lord, this is to your credit. This is to your glory. May this edify you and not myself. May this give you glory and not myself. In Jesus' name. So we're in 2 Peter today, 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 3 through 9, all right? The title in this scripture on Bible Gateway, they entitled this section, The Coming Day of the Lord. Now the title of this podcast is, He's Still Working. Right? So let's dive right in. 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 3 through 9. Now I'm reading from the amplified translation of the Holy Bible. So it may be a little different in wording from yours, but, you know, just listen. First of all, <clears throat> excuse me, first of all, no without any doubt that mockers will come in the last days with their mocking, following after their own human desires, and saying, Where is the promise of His coming? What has come of it? Forever since the fathers fell asleep in death, All things have continued exactly as they did from the beginning of creation. For they willingly forget the fact that the heavens existed long ago by the word of God, and the earth was formed out of water and by water, through by which the world at that time was destroyed by being flooded with water, But by his word, the present heavens and earth are being reserved for fire, being kept for the day of judgment and destruction of the ungodly people. Nevertheless, do not let this one fact escape your notice, beloved, that with the Lord one day is like a thousand years, And a thousand years is like one day. The Lord does not delay as though he were unable to act. And is not slow about his promise as some count slowness. But is extraordinarily patient toward you. Not wishing for any to perish. But for all to come to repentance. Now... As we look at this, there's there's two things here that I see. Actually, there's three. Beloved, my Christian brothers and sisters, and even those that are out that, that are that have not come to faith yet in Christ. In these days and time, there are going to be people that are going to be on your Facebook timeline, they're going to be on your Instagram, they're going to be on your Snapchat, they're going to be on your Twitter, right? They're going to be at your job, they're going to be at your school, and they're going to say, man, what are you talking about, Jesus? They're going to say... Where, where's the promise of his coming? Y'all keep telling me that he's coming. What's going on? Look at all this stuff around you. They don't believe, and so they're going to say all these negative things, hoping to make you look silly, hoping to make me look silly, hoping to have us appear as though we don't know the guy we know, right? They're going to try to make Him look small in the eyes of others. I want to encourage you today, keep on talking about Christ. Keep on letting His love manifest in your life. Knowing this, that you know exactly what the word saved means when you tell someone you're saved. And when they say, What are you saying was this saved? Why, Why do you call yourself saved? Because the Holy Bible says that when we accepted Christ Jesus as our Lord and Savior, when He came into our lives, showed Himself to us, right? And He offered us individually the gift of salvation. He saved us. On that day. What did he save us from? He saved us from the wrath. That is coming. On the day of the Lord. For those of us. That are in Christ Jesus. We are saved. From the wrath. That's coming. And so. Let us not. Be discouraged by the mockings of others who refuse the truth, right? But it doesn't mean, I don't think that it means that we just walk away with an attitude of, well, you'll see on the last day. You know, us knowing what's coming, hopefully, this encourages us to pray a little more fervently for those who have yet come to faith because remember they they can't see it because of you know the scales on their eyes they 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 can't see the truth and so we don't we don't beat them down with the word we gracefully instruct them on what's to come and the the fact that they don't have to walk around in darkness that God has given us a Savior in His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. The second thing that we see is, of course, the destruction that's coming. Now, I don't know, no one knows when the day of the Lord is. Only the Lord knows. Only God Himself knows. But it is coming. And just as much as we may preach and tell people about the love of God, we ourselves must remember for our own sake and for the sake of humanity to also explain to them that just as there is a heaven, there is a hell. You know, we, we have grace through Christ for the, those who believe in Jesus. We have grace for our mistakes and for our sins and our shortcomings. But it's definitely not a get-out-of-jail-free card for us. So as we instruct people on that reality that there is a heaven and a hell we need to also look at ourselves and do some, some, some self-evaluation and repent of those things that we know are not allowed in the kingdom of God. Amen? But the third thing is remembering that while many generations of Christians have preached the day of the Lord, Just because he hasn't come yet does not mean that he isn't coming. Think about what it says here in verse 9. It says, but God is extraordinarily patient toward you not wishing for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. So when those mockers come around, and they say, well, where is your God? We can say without sarcasm, He's waiting for you. He's being so patient in this situation because He is not... Willing to see you perish. He would rather see you in paradise with Him. He would rather embrace you with arms wide open. He's patient with us. And to the believer, He's patient with us. Let's not disrespect that patience. Let's let's use today, the breath that we have today to do something meaningful for him and to just say, thank you for having mercy on me, a sinner. We're not better than the unbeliever. We knew who we were, and for a lot of us, including myself, I may have. I knew that I was a sinner. I didn't know how bad I was, but when God showed me how evil and how just arrogant and horrible I was, and how how terrible, like He's he, He's still working on those things. I haven't arrived. As horrible as I am, He showed me as horrible as I was before salvation. His willingness to receive me in as His child. And He shows me every day that even though a lot of those issues are unresolved, He's unwilling to leave me where I am. His grace abounds towards me. His grace abounds towards you. And so, as you go through this day, remember that there is something greater than Independence Day. Salvation. Salvation is greater than Independence. Salvation totally frees you. But we still live in a country where not all of us have experienced the same freedoms. To my brothers and sisters of African descent, God isn't slow towards bringing us the earthly freedom and liberty that and equality that we seek and have seek for years he's working the end of racism that we want to see is a hard issue and while God is being very patient with those that torment us he is not for one second turning a blind eye to our hurt into our pain we have a legitimate reason as to why we cry out we have a legitimate reason for the pain that we have felt and continue to feel and just because we believe in God does not mean that we don't see hurt anymore but because we know him and we know the depths of his forgiveness it calls and challenges us to look at our oppressors and see and recognize that depravity and what I'm hoping is that even as we fight for equality that we will spend more time on our knees than we would on our feet that as we work towards changing the laws to make things equal for all people that we will recognize the greater law of loving our neighbor as ourselves so that as we work for this equality we don't become oppressors ourselves Sometimes within this cancel culture, people who didn't have rights who have them now, you you see a, a switch from a peaceful attitude to an attitude of okay, it's like it's like vitriol, let me let me get this person fired, let me get them out of here. No. We want equal rights so that everything will be fair and so that those that were once oppressed would have legal rights to protect them from harmful oppressors but let us not use that opportunity to hurt or inflict damage or pain on someone but use it as a way of letting our children know this is how you peacefully seek after the things that are right. This is the way. Jesus is the way. We won't get anywhere fighting. We won't get anywhere yelling and screaming at each other. But we will get further by leaning on God and learning to love not just our enemy but how to also pray for our enemy acknowledging that before salvation we were enemies of God We will not give up the struggle for justice, but may we also never forget to seek after that justice with God's love. Thank you for joining with me today. If you would like to hear more or previous episodes, you can find them on my Facebook page. And you can also find me really wherever you get your podcasts. Um, I'm on um, a bunch of different platforms now. So just shoot me a message and let me know what you think about what you're hearing. If it's encouraging you. Let me know. Drop me a note. But until next time, this is Andrew Dixon, the third. And this is Third thoughts. May God bless you. I love you. But always know God loves you more. Peace.